I just point to the logo on my chest and tell them, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ayy. Hit it up hard, hit it with strike, from the national anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ayy. You already know what's up, what's that another home run? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 331 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. That was a fun day. Fan Fest 2023 at Petco Park. Man, there was a ton of people there, uh, but I'm going to give my reaction. Manny and Tatis, they had some comments as well to the media. I think Juan Soto spoke to the media as well. Didn't really say a whole lot. I know a lot of the interest on what Juan Soto had to say was about his extension talks with the Padres and all that. Um, so we'll get into that. Fans here live, if you were at FanFest, give me your reaction. What did you think of it? If you want to join the show, uh, I'm going to leave a link in the chat. Uh, you can click on that, and then I can approve you to come on. Um, I'll show the video and audio of Manny and Tatis' comments. Marty Caswell posted that, so we'll play through those whole uh, interviews. I'll first start off with my thoughts on FanFest today and my experience. Um, I know that there's a lot of fans that were upset, or at least from what I saw on social media, fans that were upset with the experience, um, and I'll... I'll get into that and try to explain why some fans are upset. Try to explain it from the Padres' point of view as well, because I think that's important. Uh, but a lot to talk about here um, on episode 331 of Talking Friars. So I'll give my thoughts first. Uh, but first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road. And you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so I see people in the chat already giving their thoughts and all that. Um, I put the link, by the way, if anyone wants to come on and give their thoughts, feel free to hit that link or copy and paste that link into your web browser or wherever you're watching it from. But first off, so just my thoughts on FanFest. Um, man, it was it was packed. I, I left my house at like 6.30, got on the trolley, went to Petco, got there at like 7.30 in the morning. And I was going to get in like the home plate gate line, but then it was so long, I posted... I have a ton of content here on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter, at Talking Friars with uh, a lot of lines um, and comments from players at the Q&A. So I definitely recommend you check that out. Uh, but just there was a long line there at the home plate gate. And so I kept walking, kept walking down, down the first baseline. Imagine that, like pretty much down the first baseline. Uh, towards the other member entrance gate to the right of the home play gate. And then it was still going, so I just turned the corner 
And then I was like, okay, it's still going, so might as well hop in the East Village line. So I did that. It was organized. It was unorganized. I will say that. Like the home plate gate, if I would have stood in that line, I didn't know if that was the season member line, the season ticket member line, or if that was just the general public line. Like it seemed like it was all just one line. That's what I experienced walking down the street there. And then, so I, I don't even know if I would have gotten in as early as I would have, or as easy, as early as I did if I hadn't gone into the East Village line. I went to the East Village line and I just happened to be standing in the right line because like 15 minutes after I started standing in that line, one of the Padres employees comes walking by and says, okay, you remember, make sure you remember. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the right line. And people that weren't members, they went and had to go stand in a, in a different line. I understand why, but they, they, they were misled probably like they just got in the same line as everyone. Cause it seemed like there was one line, but if you weren't in the member line or if you were, and then you had to go to another line, you probably were 50 people later than maybe what you could have been. If you would have, if you were to be just directed to the correct line. Right. So yeah, it, it took a while to get into the ballpark. It felt like people weren't moving in the line. Um, I totally understand. Uh, there being confusion and there being the really, really long lines. Like, I understand for people that were like pissed off that, oh, I can't move. We can't even walk. This, this just sucks. Well, you knew that 150,000 tickets were claimed. So you probably should have prepared for it to be an S show, right? I prepared for it to be an S show. I had patience. Uh, but with that said, I do still understand why fans were uh, irritated a little bit um, they, because everyone wants to go wherever they want to fast, right? Um, and season ticket members, some probably didn't have the best experience despite being, excuse me, despite being members because you had some people cutting lines. So like when I got into the ballpark and I went up to one of the lines, one I the first one I went to, the guy told me it was Nick Martinez. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go find another picture line. I didn't go for the autographs, I went for the picture. And the next line I went to, I just stood in the line. We didn't know who the player was. It ended up being Tatis, which I was super pumped for. Like, that's great. Uh I got in the right line. And then People didn't move. Like, so I stood there for like two hours in that line for, Tati, for a Tatis photo. And then when it hit 10 o'clock, because that's when the player photos started, it hit 10 o'clock, the, the line didn't move for like 15, 20 minutes. So I don't know why. And then when it started to move and we finally walked up close to getting in, Tatis left. He only was there for like 40, 45 minutes probably taking pics. And then... He left, I guess he went to go to an autograph station, and then we had to wait like another probably 10 minutes for another player to arrive. We didn't know who that was going to be. I, I was hoping that it, I wasn't going to get stuck with like Tim Hill, like people around me, we were hoping as long as it's not Tim Hill, nothing disrespect, I don't, I don't mean disrespect to Tim Hill, but we wanted, we were going to get Tatis, and we wanted 
that level caliber of player, right, to, to at least make up for not being able to get Tatis when we stood in the line for two hours, right? So Soto comes. That's great. I get Soto. That was cool. Um, by the way, I, I, I said stay a Padre for life to him. I, I see a World Series coming this year. Uh, I think I said this year. I, say, I, I said I see a World Series coming, and he said, yeah, and laughed. Uh, him and Tatis, whenever someone makes a comment, they, they kind of laugh it off. Uh, but it was cool meeting him, taking a picture. The taking the picture process was cool. They, they gave you a Polaroid. I posted that on Twitter. Um, it's ready, you know, like 15 seconds later after the picture, and then you go. Like, that's a, uh, it's a quick process. So that's why I was wondering with the Tatis line, I was like, okay, so why is the line not moving? Like, if it was that quick of a process, why is this line not moving? Like, we stood there for like 15 minutes after standing there for two hours not moving. Um, so I knew that it was not going to be the smoothest of process processes, if that makes sense. But I, I think it could have been a little smoother. There was only like one Padre employee like there for the line. There was no one checking or making sure that the line was straight, that no one was cutting, because there were people cutting. I heard that people were offering like 50, 50 bucks to cut people in line to so that they could get a picture when they weren't standing in line the whole time. So it was just, there were tons of people there. Uh, yeah, I see my mom in there. It says energy was great, though. Yeah, there was the great energy. There was a lot of people there. Um, people were happy to be there. It wasn't like a bunch of pissed off people, but on social media, obviously I saw a lot of people irritated and all that. Uh, I do see Jude here in the room here wants to, oh, she went away or he went away. Um, so if anyone wants to join the show, I believe I posted the link. I'll post the link again. If you want to come on and give your thoughts on, uh, Fan Fest, if you went and what you thought of it, uh, feel free to do so. So I got the Soto picture. That was cool. Um, but then I only had pretty much time for going to the Q&A like, because I waited there. It was I was there at like 9 o'clock, I think, in the Soto line and then was there for a couple hours waiting for Soto, got him, and then... The Q&A started in like an hour, and I knew it was going to take a long time to go get to the Q&A. So I walked down, went, walked to the, walked to Gallagher Square. When I got there, it took me, it felt like 20 minutes to walk to the center of Gallagher Square where they were doing the Q&A because there was no, like, smooth path to walk. Like, everyone was just standing around not moving, and then so there were a lot of people trying to move. And they couldn't because people just stood there. And I, I know some people were waiting for the Q&A. But I think the Padres could have maybe had a designated area on, on that sidewalk for people to walk and get through. Because I know a lot of people were trying to get through and they couldn't. Um, I think there were people in wheelchairs that obviously couldn't move because they didn't have the room. Um, so I think that could have probably went a little smoother. But I, I knew it was going to be packed with a bunch of people. When the Q&A happened and I'm looking around at how many people there are, it was great. Like 
how packed it was. And even the players, the players were surprised about how packed it was as well. Um, and I took some of that on social media, posted that on social media. I think there's a best of of the Q&A I posted on here on YouTube. So go check that out. Uh, whenever you have some free time, it's like a few minutes. The best from the Q&A, Don, Mud, Jesse, Tony were up there. Um, there was a beat, a beat LA chant that started. Musgrove, Hayter, and Martinez were the pitchers, I believe, that were talking. Some people could not hear the players talking because the system, the audio system wasn't great or it wasn't loud enough. So that was a little issue. I know Mud had some trouble hearing a little bit. Uh, and then the big four, obviously, Tatis, Soto, Manny, Bogarts, they came up. The, the reception that Fernando got, that was, a, that was like my big takeaway from today, at least from being a fan. Uh, I mean, the energy, that was great. How many people were there, how excited we are for Padres baseball, right? That was a takeaway. But seeing Fernando get that great response because he was telling the media before um, before he had the autographs and the pictures, he was telling them because he did the media in the morning. And I'll play his comments uh, that he had to the media in the morning. I'll, I'll play those here in a little bit, him and Manny. But he he was concerned. He was nervous about what the fan reaction would be, and so it was cool for him to get up on that stage and for people to be screaming, uh, just in a loving way. You know, not booing. There weren't people booing Tatis. At least that's not what I heard. Uh, and for people that were going to or were trying to, I think those were just tough guys that said it online. They weren't going to do it in front of hundreds of people, right? Uh, there's no point. I don't think in booing him now, right? I'm disappointed in what he did. I'm I'm always going to be disappointed in what he did. But the only thing we can do with him is just love him, um, and lift him up because he's going to get a lot of hate on the road, right? And us hating on him, that's not going to do anything, right? That that's not going to that's not going to be positive towards Fernando, right? We want Fernando to be the best player that he can be, uh, and I think us giving him encouragement will. You know, give him confidence at home, and hopefully he won't listen to the haters. And maybe he'll, uh, or he'll 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 use the haters as motivation, right? So, uh, but but seeing getting back to Tatis, seeing Tatis's face, um, you know, he was just like, I saw him like audibly. He was like, wow, when he got up on that stage and saw so many people there, and the Tatis chants. So that was really, really cool. And Bogart's got a warm welcome. Uh, Manny, uh, Soto got a warm welcome. Manny with the MVP chance. Uh, I think he definitely felt the love. Manny is the guy. Like, there was a lot of love for Tatis and Soto and Bogart's uh, and Musgrove. But it was, like, the loudest chance or the longest chance. It felt like the most enthusiastic chance were for Manny. Um in the Q&A session when there were hundreds of fans there, um, you know, out on, out in Gallagher Square. Manny is the guy. He, he's the face. He's the leader of the franchise. Like, it's him. So, um, yeah, the q and I, th I thought it was good. There were the questions I thought were a waste of time a little bit, to be honest. Um, really softball questions. Uh, I forgot Preller, Seidler, Gruppner. How did I forget that? They... Uh, spoke at the Q&A as well. Some softball questions as well, like 
What do you think of the farm system? Seidler said, I, I don't really care about the rankings of the farm system, and we got a lot of talent coming. Um, Seidler was another takeaway for me as well. Like when other, when Preller was talking or when Eric Gruppner was talking, he was looking around and he just had this big smile on his face. And he was, he was kind of like, or at least this is what I think he was thinking. Like, man, this is what I dreamed of as a sports owner, you know, to be up here and have all of these people to have all of these people here, San Diego like this, like this was a dream of mine. He, he was just soaking it all in. So that, that was a cool moment uh, to see Peter like that. Um, what else? I'm just trying to remember. I don't want to forget anything from that. Yeah, the q and I mean, you couldn't move. I was standing there for over two hours because I got there before the Q&A started and was standing there for over two hours. You couldn't move because there were that many people there. You just couldn't move. Um, so I certainly understand why people were frustrated. Uh, they didn't like not being able to move, but uh, I'm not a concert guy. But for those people that have the standing room only seats, not seats, standing room only tickets at concerts, I assume that's what it felt like or that's what it feels like. Um, and some people don't like that, and that's obviously understandable. Um, and so maybe you elected to just watch it up on the Jumbotron from some seats in the stands, right? So um, what else? I think that was pretty much it from my experience from the day. Uh, Padres fans, I mean, thank you for the love. There were tons of people that came up. when I was, Even like early in the morning when I was walking to the back of the line, which felt like it took forever to get to. Uh, just to get into the ballpark, people asking for pictures and um, just introducing themselves to me. That was really cool. And just going around the ballpark, definitely felt the love. Um, so thank you, everyone. That was cool. Um, anything else? I see Preston here do you ask, do you have footage from the Q&A? Yes. Or where can we watch? Yeah. So just go on this YouTube channel. So uh, when I'm done with the live stream here, or if you're on replay, you can just go to the YouTube channel, and I have uh, footage from the Q&A there. So all of it, not the whole Q&A, but because there was a lot of stuff that was boring. I mean, there were there were Q&A uh, fan questions that were like, who's someone you looked up to when you were a kid? Uh, someone asked, a kid asked, asked Bob Melvin who his favorite player was growing up like we're not there for that you know like that's that's boring to probably the average fan right we're trying to to listen to like we were all waiting for Manny Bogart Soto Tatis right uh, to give them the love we probably if, if I was someone that could have asked a question I wasn't on the front row they only it seemed like they only allowed people in like right up against the fence the first row of people to ask questions, to submit questions. Um, if I could have, I would have been asking Peter about how serious he is about extending Soto and Manny, like and Preller, like that's what we care about, right? I would ask, I would have asked Manny, do you want to be here in San Diego long term? He probably would have given the simple, you know, yes answer. I love this place, right? Um, same thing I would have asked with Soto. I didn't think about asking that with Soto. Um, when I met him today, 
and took a picture. I just, I just didn't. I, I said, stay in San Diego for, or stay a Padre for life. That, that's what I said. Um, and he kind of laughed it off. So we'll see what happens with that. I know there's stuff going around on social media about him liking a Met comment about him going to Queens. Something about that. I saw that earlier this morning. I, I don't take a whole lot into that either. There's a lot of stuff that happens on social media. He probably likes a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much my thoughts on that. We're going to get to Manny's comments, get to Soto's comments. Don't worry about that. I definitely will get to that. But just want to get to the chat, get to your thoughts um, on the day. If you were there at FanFest, what were your thoughts? Again, if you want to join the show, I just left the link again in the chat. Just click on that link. I think I've left it there a couple times. Someone clicked the link to join, but they dropped off. So feel free to join if you want to, and I'll bring you on. Uh, Tyler says, crazy packed, but amazing energy and vibes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Joe says, I was waiting in line for almost two hours, and they closed when we only had to wait like 10 minutes. And they cut it off early. I wanted to smack some of the staff in their face. I was pissed. Yeah, but see, like, I, I think staff, they're just instructed on doing certain things. Like, they don't have control over how long the line goes. They don't have control over how long the players sign or take pictures. That That's dictated by the higher-ups. Um, because if, if Manny was signing autographs or taking photos and then the line just went as long as it could, and there was no one saying, okay, Manny, time to leave, or the line, all right, that's it. Then Manny would be here, would be there taking pictures, signing autographs until the entire stadium cleared out. He'd be there till uh, next week, probably. Like, so it was, there's only a designated amount of time. You have to cut off at, at some point. Um, it, yeah, that's going to leave fans frustrated. Not every fan was going to be happy today. 150,000 claim tickets. I know there probably wasn't 150,000 there, but they they try they tried their best probably to make as many fans as happy as they could. Um some people that got stuck with Tim Hill or one of the prospects, I'm sorry. I mean, that sucks. Well, maybe it doesn't suck. Maybe you wanted Tim Hill. There were some people with Tim Hill jerseys. Um maybe you wanted Ethan Salas, a picture with him, even though you're probably older than him. Or you wanted a picture with Jackson Merrill. Um, but you probably wanted Soto, Manny, Tatis, Bogarts, right? Musgrove. But not everyone can get a picture with them. Like, there's just so many, there were so many people there that that's just not a realistic thing, you know? Uh, Fly God said... Oh, hey, I was the one that said hey to you after the panel. Yeah, thanks for coming. But thanks for uh, saying hi. Yeah, thank you to everyone that said hi or took pictures. Feel free to post them on social media. I'll retweet it. Or if it's on Instagram, I'll repost it. Um, it was great running into a lot of Padres fans that paid attention to the show, listened, watched, um, or followed on social media. The Padre, Padres fans are the best. Uh, I truly mean that. Andres says, city was lit. Love the energy we're bringing. Did you see Soto bought a house in San Diego? I did not. 
he bought a house or he rented a house. And even if he bought a house, I wouldn't take too much into that. Like, he has a ton of money. He can still have the house uh, in San Diego and go be there in the offseason if he wants to, even if he's not on the Padres, right? So, same thing with Manny. Manny, I probably take into it a little bit more, or, or I put more weight a little bit on that because I think Manny, it's there's a higher chance of him staying in San Diego. But... He can also have the house and go play in Miami or go play somewhere else, right? He, he, that can happen as well. Like these guys, it's not like us where you can only have one house, right? And so you'd, you'd really take something, some weight into that, right? If someone bought a house. No, they, they can have multiple houses or they can just go sell the house. You know, I'm sure there's, it's San Diego. I'm sure a lot of people would be interested. Uh, Noah says organization was trash, but the last part on the stage made it worth it. Yeah, I mean, there were some good moments on the stage. I mean, the, the reception to the big four was really cool. The reception for Peter Seidler uh, and A.J. Preller and Joe Musgrove, and Nick Martinez and Josh Hader, Don, Mudd, Tony, Jesse. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Um, just sitting here as a fan that, that really cares about the future of this organization and the big topics, right, that, you know, Soto and Manny's futures. I wish that they would have been asked those questions, uh, not just by the media, but asked by fans. Um, but it, it was it was really like softball questions. And, and then some question that I think it was, what are the favorite foods of the players for Manny, Xander, Soto, and Tatis? We couldn't even hear what they said. Like the mics weren't working. At least I couldn't. So... Some of the questions that some fans might have been interested in, some couldn't even hear the answer. So that was where some problems happened as well. And yeah, organization, I thought getting into Petco, I mean, when that many people are there at like 8 a.m. trying to get into Petco Park, some of the organization's not going to be great, right? Um, but getting into, get it, once they were, once people were in the ballpark, there were some spots where the organization could have been better. I know that they're, you know, these employees, right? This is a day in their off season that they have to work. Uh, and maybe they just didn't have enough employees, right? Like the event, I did like that the event was a lot, it was really spread out, right? And it needed to be with that many people there. Um, but I, I did wish like the photo line, autograph line, I, I wish that there were, some more people like making sure the line, like people weren't cutting. Um, and just, just the organization of the line would have been better. I, I, I think instituting a lane in Gallagher square for people to walk during the Q and a, I think that would have been a good thing. Um, I mean, there, there were probably a hundred thousand people there today, over a hundred thousand people. So there's going to be, some unhappy people among those 100,000 people, right? That, that's just the way it is. That, that's just the way it was going to be. I think you had to expect that. Uh, Brian says, I need details. Missed 99% of the day due, due to kids and taking advantage of the 50-degree weather in Denver and play baseball with my kiddos. Yeah, 
just reacting to FanFest here, uh, comments from players. I'll get to Tatis and Manny here in a little bit, but just wanted to go through your comments in the chat. Um, some people were frustrated with not being able to, to move uh, in some spots of the ballpark, the long lines, but um, it should have probably been expected. Johnny says, horrible, so many people, not enough staff. I'm a season ticket holder, and they didn't even open the gates until after 8. No information on where players will be, so I missed out. Yeah, well, they. I think what they wanted to do was make it as fair as they could. So if people, if they told every fan where Manny was going to sign or be, then that line would have wrapped around Petco Park, right? And no one would have been there for a Tim Hill line, right? So they wanted to even out the lines, space them out, so they didn't tell where players were. Now, on social media, I, I said where Nick Martinez was. I didn't know the players that were coming in after Martinez. I didn't know Manny and Cronenworth were going to be in that same spot later in the day. But I, I tweeted out Nick Martinez at this location, 10 a.m. Um, I didn't know where every player was going to be, when they were going to be there, how long. Uh, but I guess there was there was a schedule of where players were going to be. Uh, I think so. The big guys they took pictures for a certain amount of time. They took they had autograph. Uh, they went to the autograph station for a certain amount of time, and you just had to get lucky with the guy that was there at the time that you got to the front of the line. That's just the way it was, right? I mean, I'd rather have this than have Joey Lucchese and Eric Lauer uh, and Austin Hedges, right? Because it means that during the season, we're going to have a really talented team and we're going to win a lot of games, right? Like, it's all right to have a fan fest where maybe you're, you know, yeah, it sucks that you're disappointed, but um, they couldn't make, they knew the Padres going into this, they weren't going to make everyone happy. They try, if I haven't spoke to, you know, Eric Gruppner or anything like that, but he would probably tell you, we tried to make everyone as happy as we could, tried to make it as fair as we could, and hopefully we made many, many people happy today. And if you weren't happy, I'm sorry. Uh, come back during the season, and hopefully you experience wins, right? Uh, but spring training is a great place for that. Um, before games, some people sign, but Padres BP happens before usually season ticket holders or definitely before the general public comes into the ballpark. So it's kind of hard there as well. So yeah, th this might've been your best chance at getting one of those guys autographs or pictures, but that's just the way it was. Like they had to make it as fair as possible. Yeah. Aloha Ford art. That's a good way of putting it. Stand fest, not fan fest, stand fest. Yeah. I mean, I stood the whole time. I didn't take a seat anywhere. I stood in line for, what, over probably an hour to get in, or maybe a little less than an hour to get in, to over two hours before the Soto picture, over two hours for the Q&A. Yeah, it was all standing, standing and walking. After the Q&A, man, it kind of hurt to walk a little bit, like, because my, my legs were just almost asleep. Because I was standing there for over two hours, not moving. 
Yeah, Kim was there. Yep. He was signing autographs. Seemed like he got there a little later in the day. Yeah, Preston says members did not benefit. Yeah, the garage sale, I was looking in the lines at the garage sale. That was packed. Um, they had like Chris Paddock and Eric Cosmer stuff. Some people actually got that. They actually bought that stuff, which is interesting. Um, yeah, about the members did not benefit thing. I mean, I think a good idea would be having a general public fan fest day and having a season ticket holder fan fest day because that would lower the amount of people at the fan fest and you could spread it out, you know, um, and have a day just for season ticket holders with all the players and have a day for general public like this where it's a free-for-all like that, right? Uh, but splitting it up, I know that if you split it up, you have to pay double to the employees, so the Padres probably don't want to do that, or you need more employees maybe. You need the the um, commitment from players to do it for multiple days, but they went out, they went out in the community on Friday, which was really cool. Um, I don't think it hurts for them to dedicate another day to this um, and make it a Saturday-Sunday thing. Maybe next year if they have a lot of star talent, which I anticipate them having still, right? So I think maybe that's a way that they could do it. Um, I, I think the general public should be able to come to FanFest and get stuff for free, free pictures, free autographs. Uh, but I think splitting it up into multiple days might help um, make more people happy and allow places like for people to walk, right? Because literally in Gallagher Square, if you wanted to go, um, if you were in the right field corner, you wanted to cross Gallagher Square to go to left field, you couldn't do it. You couldn't walk. No one could walk there uh, anywhere close to the Q&A. Like during the Q&A, uh, it was just packed. So you'd have to walk all the way around, and that's a long walk. So, yeah, there's just some places that could have been more organized or better prepared for. Yeah, my mom says if you hand out 140,000 tickets, you should have more staff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. But I think the staff that they had is the staff that works during the season. Like they didn't, they don't hire just additional staff for FanFest, at least like Padres employees, the part time Padres employees that work every game. Like that's just who works during the season. And that's not enough for 140, 50,000 tickets, right? 140 over 100,000 people. That's enough. That's planned for 40,000 people, right? Not more than double that. Uh, SDSU man one says, no excuse for this management. Had to know a million people would show up. Sounds like they weren't prepared at all. Yeah, I've already hit on that. Uh, yeah, Tyler, I agree. They should do two, two days of fan fest, limit to 50,000 both days. I think just having a general public day and having a season ticket day would probably work. Oh, Jose is, is someone that saw me this morning and took a picture. Yeah, good to meet you. Thank you for stopping me and saying hi. There were, yeah, I see some in the comments here asking where was Darvish supposed to be at? I have no idea. Um, I saw him 
there was someone that posted a picture with him, so he was taking pictures. But there were some people on social media that were posting pictures sitting in the stands because that's where like an autograph line was. You had them just sitting in the stands, not standing. My line was standing, but they were sitting in the stands and said that they were sitting in the stands for two hours without moving. And the Padres employees were taking the newest fans out of the seats to go get in line instead of the fans that got there first. So that's another problem, right? Uh, that's not fair to the fans that got there first that have been there the longest, right? Uh, Carson says they should consider doing Fan Fest at the convention center. Yeah, or splitting the location, right? Convention center for some stuff, Petco Park for some other stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, the convention center is huge, right? And, and Petco's big, but... Or maybe have the Q&A. Have the Q&A be not in Gallagher Square where you can't walk. Maybe have it, like, on the field, on the infield, and have players on the mics there, and so everyone can take a seat and do the Q&A. Maybe. Maybe that is something they could do. Um, I'm just trying to think of cert different, you know, solutions. Colton says he was uh, heels close to Musgrove. Mike says, I've been to every fan fest in San Diego, and this was the worst, and it's not even a close call. I left at 11. I usually leave at 4. I've never seen so many pissed off and frustrated fans. See, there were frustrated fans about the process, but... I didn't really see it on people's faces. Like they didn't express like they that they were pissed off. It seemed like people were happy to be there, happy, you know, uh, to be at Petco again. Um and all the step the star talent that we have. Um It seemed like most people had either a smile on their face or you knew that they were happy to be there. Um Yeah, but some people obviously they didn't they didn't uh they didn't have the best experience but again like i said earlier there's no way that every person was going to have a great experience if they were going for photos and autographs and they saw manny at the table and they were 10 people uh 10 people away from getting him when he left like you're not going to make everyone happy because you can't with that many people there you have to cut off the line at some point with a certain player or else they're going to be there for the next three days, right? Um, you just have to try to make the fans as happy as you can, make some fans happy. Um, it's not like they were picking, okay, I want this fan to be happy and this fan not to be happy, right? So I'm just trying. I, I, I'm defending the Padres a little bit, but I'm also trying to look at it from their shoes. And so hopefully that makes sense to you. I was frustrated at times, like, not getting a picture with Tatis when he was the guy that was there and the, the line wasn't moving for like 20 minutes, it felt like. Yeah, that was frustrating. But um, I got one with Soto, so that was cool. Um, and hopefully people got a picture, an autograph with someone that they like. Um, I mean, that, that's pretty much all I can say about that. 
Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. How do you feel? He asked about uh, Grisha's mustache. Grisham's mustache. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, but look it up on social media. Trent Grisham has an epic mustache. Uh, he definitely has grown it out. Um, I think Peter Peter Seidler's kind of grown out a mustache too, a longer one. At least that's what I noticed. So, yeah. Um, hey, if he rakes, I was saying this to someone earlier today. If he rakes with the mustache, if he keeps it, I don't care how it looks. Right? I want Grish to perform offensively at the plate. Right? Because if he can, we know what he does defensively in center. He's going to be one of the best center fielders in baseball. Overall, offense and defense. Mark says it was great to see so many fans, but that was a complete S show. Too many people. First thing that came to mind walking the concourse was a fire hazard risk and evacuation, but kids enjoyed it. Yeah. When there's that many people, you know, people are going to think about that, right? The risks of what if something happens, right? You can't move, right? That's what, hap that's what happens when there's that many people there. And that many people want to go to the same place, right? With the Q&A. Or autographs or pictures. Oh, wow. Yeah, Andrew. See, this... Sorry. This, this, see, this is... Some fans weren't going to leave today happy. Here's another one. Uh, Andrew says, I sat in line for three hours just to get Carlos Hernandez's picture. Yeah. Yeah, I was in that line. And so I was there over an hour before Tatis got there. He was there for like 40, 45 minutes. He left, took like another 10, 15 minutes for Soto to show up, got one with Soto. Um, and then I guess Carlos Hernandez was the next one up in that line. For that line of people. So that line of people, some may have thought that they were getting Tatis, didn't. Then Soto didn't. And then they got stuck with Carlos Hernandez. And some fans maybe not might not even know who that guy is because they weren't alive then. Uh and then I think the guy after that was Jackson Merrill. So some people ended up getting a guy that might not be on the team in a few years. He who's a prospect. And maybe they some fans only know about the major league players, so they don't even know who Jackson Merrill is. So, I mean, that's just how it was going to be. Like, again, you can't have Tatis and Soto there for five hours, right? Um, and then even if they were there for five hours, someone has to get cut off, right? Someone has to get cut off, and that person would be upset, right? Can't You couldn't please everyone. All right, I'm going to get to the rest of the chat here in a bit, uh, but I did want to get to Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado's comments that they made to the media today. Uh, this was, I believe, this was Manny and Tatis. This was in the morning when uh, people were standing in line around the corner uh, outside Petco Park. Um, and this was before they went and took photos and signed autograph so here's manny's comments i'm going to play everything i'll pause it to give my thoughts on certain things that he says and then the same thing for tatis as well so here is manny hopefully you can see this let me double yeah okay you can see it here 
for the YouTube audience. Uh, all right, here's Manny. This is credit to Marty Caswell, the great Marty Caswell, for getting the video uh, of the press conference. Your uh, impression of the excitement that you're feeling in the stadium right now? Uh, I mean, this this is awesome. I mean, uh, you know, when I heard about how many people were going to come and how many tickets were, uh, you know, sent out, um, you know, just it means means the world to us and and to this team and. Um, to see the support that that the fans and um, you know the city has been uh, giving us is it's 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 awesome. It's awesome to see, and um, you know I'm excited to get out there and, and see it firsthand. So uh, you know this is uh, you know it's an amazing amazing day for us. What was your uh, your thoughts when they signed Xander? Uh, great. I mean uh, he's 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 a hell of a player, MVP type caliber player, and um, you know to put him in the in the lineup that we have, uh, you know he's just, he's going to bring. He's gonna bring that energy. He's won. He's a champion, so he knows what it takes to to get there and to to win it all. So, um, you know, he's 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 definitely gonna help us, uh, you know, get to where we want to be, and um, you know, do special things for us this year. So, uh, you know, adding him to the lineup is is is, is huge. After your run last season, what's the optimism and expectations of the clubhouse for this season? Uh, go out there and play baseball. I mean, I think uh, you know, we got a taste of 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 um, you know reaching a championship series last year. And, um, you know, we're one step away from, from making it to, to, to the to world. So, uh, you know, the expectation is trying to get back there um, or, or, or make it further, I think. Uh, you know, but ultimately, I think as a group, as a, as a team, we got to go out there and, um, you know, just play baseball, take care of, take care of um, you know, what we can control, which is day-to-day, game-to-game, and, um, you know, see what happens. But ultimately, is about playing good baseball. How long have you been trying to recruit Nelson Cruz in Congress? Oh, years. I mean, I've been. It's been years. Finally, he's 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 going to be a part of uh you know the, this team and um you know it's great to to play with him again and and to have him in the clubhouse. I know what he brings. I know what type of player he is. Uh, you know, I know what type of guy he is in the clubhouse and what he's going to do to this to this team. So, um, you know, to have him, I think uh you know it's going to be huge and him to come back and have bounce back year. I think uh. You know, it's just uh, another guy in the lineup that, that could do some uh, do some damage. So, speaking of bounce back, bounce back years, what does it mean to have Frank Pinotetis back in the fold, and how can you guys help him through what he's going to face? Uh, you know, we're we're all going to have to deal with it together as a team, and um, you know, I think uh, you know, he's 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 a big part of this team. He's a big part of this organization, and um, you know, we're going to be there with him through through the whole way. So, uh, you know, to have him back healthy, have him back in that lineup, and um. You know, have him do the things that he's he's capable of doing. It's going to be huge, and uh, you know, he was he was a big big part of our lineup in the past, and he's going to be a big part of the lineup this year for us. And um, you know, I know he's going to have a monster year, and um, you know, he's going to take us to promised land. Yeah. So, okay, there's an ad that's going to play here. So we'll let that play, and I'll talk through it. So, um, okay, so. When Manny, Manny talking about Tatis there, so they obviously have a lot of confidence that Tatis is going to come back and be that Tatis that he was. And from what I saw today from Fernando, I, I agree. Like, this this guy, he was in a very good spirit. Um, really, really loved the San Diego fan support. That, that's what it seemed like to me. That's that's a very encouraging sign. Uh, maybe 
he was it felt like during the q a he was a little surprised by the fan support like how much fans were still loving him after how much he let us down last year it was a big letdown obviously it was a big letdown um and fernando i mean i think some people are like underestimating this guy's impact on the 2023 Padres lineup. Like, you put him at the leadoff spot, he had one arm in 2021 with the sub, dealing with the subluxations, and he hit 42 home runs, right? Led the National League in home runs, not at full health. And he's going into this season at full health. He told the media today that he's close to full health. We'll get to Tatis's comments here in a bit. Um, so that is huge. And... The Padres have gotten better around him. It's not like this is the 2021 team. They've gotten better around him, obviously, with the bullpen um, and the guys around him, Bogarts, right, Kim. These are guys that are here and are thriving, and that's the reason why Tatis is in the outfield. And so you have solid impact players in the infield with Crony and Kim and Manny and Bogarts. And that makes your outfield better because that puts Tatis in the outfield, who's one of the best players in baseball, right? Even when he's not healthy. Like, he wasn't healthy all year in 2021, like the whole season. Uh, he was healthy at some point, but not the whole season. Uh, he was dealing with the subluxations, obviously. And he was one of the best players in baseball. So, yeah, he's going to have a huge impact. Having him lead off games and the pitcher standing there on the mound, it's like, all right, I got to face Tatis. Oh, wait, now I have to face Soto? Oh, wait, I have to face Manny now? I have to face Xander Bogarts now? I have to face Jake Cronenworth now? Oh, I have to face Matt Carpenter or Nelson Cruz now? Like, that is huge for the Padres' depth in that lineup. Like, I think we got to realize, like, how great this lineup is going to be and the impact of other players on other players in the lineup, if that makes sense, what I'm saying there. Um, so, yeah, let's get back to Manny's comments here about Tatis, and I think he answered some other questions as well about the WBC and contract talks. Is he the same happy guy that he was prior Oh, yeah. I think, I think he has more motivation. I think, uh, you know, he, he has a lot to prove. And, um, you know, as, as, as a player, um, you know, he's very talented. I think he's, he's going to come out there and do what he's going to do. And it's speaking of, of experience, finally being healthy, uh, I think it's 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 a big part of it. Um, you know, when you're not healthy and you're not able to perform at 100%, it's it's always tough. So, um, you know, for him to to finally have a good off season, um, you know, he got done what he needed to do with the surgery, so he's he's back to being 100%. I think, uh, you know, the sky's gonna be the limit with him. Uh, I mean, that's definitely uh, it's gonna be hard being away from the team. I think uh, you know, we have a lot of players going to the WBC, which is kind of a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. So. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough, but um, ultimately, I think, uh, you know, all of us representing our countries, I think it's big for us. And I think, uh, you know, we take pride in that. And, you know, anytime you go out there and represent your country in, in the biggest way you possibly can, the biggest platform, um, I think it's great for the game of baseball. I think it's great for the for the countries that you're representing. Um, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a special event. But then it does kind of hurt your team a little bit, you know, because. Yeah, this WBC, man. I wonder what the effect is going to be on the team chemistry. I don't know how much of an effect it's going to be, to be honest. Like, it seems like this, this team really gets along well uh, pretty easily. 
So I don't I don't know if it's going to be a big issue, but just wondering how the beginning of the season is going to be, or just going into the season, how the team looks together because they are going to they're going to get limited playing time with everyone playing together going into the season. Um, so that's something to look at. And obviously during the World Baseball Classic, we're going to be just waiting here, um, just sitting there anxiously, just please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt, right? All right, let me resume this. Of us are going to be gone, uh, you know, but I think uh, we're all going to be competing. I think, uh, you know, Darvish being in Japan, they got a great team. Uh, Bogey and, and Curacao, they've, they've, they've always competed and gone far. So, um, and then obviously the Dominican team in Colombia. So, uh, you know, I think we're all going to be competing, playing, playing high-level baseball, which is going to help us ultimately, um, you know, prepare for, for, for a World Series title. Happy Adams now in center field for the U.S. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're stacked though. I mean, you got Mike Trout out there, so I mean, I've seen him do some some pretty amazing catches, but uh, at least it won't be done in, in my home park. <laughs> what does it mean to you to represent your country? I mean, that's it's 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 huge. I mean, I think it's uh, you know, it's it's big for the country. I think it's big for Dominican. Um, you know, I got a lot of people who. Um, a lot of fans who support me there, who uh, follow me, have followed my career, and you know, to to put on that uniform, um, you know, definitely makes my my family proud. Makes uh, you know a lot of people in Dominican proud, and um, you know, it's just a special moment that you get to, you know, not only play for yourself, but you're playing for a whole country. And I think when you're playing for a whole country, I think, uh, you know, I think it just makes it that much special when you put that uniform on, and um, you know, knowing that a lot of people are uh, expecting a lot of big things, but also. You know, they really appreciate when you when you put on that red, red, uh, red, white, and blue uniform. What did you say to fans in San Diego for a tour between Germany and the United States? <laughs> I wish I could wake up and say hi to a giraffe. Ride a train in the sky. Sorry, that was another ad. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to be cheering for us. I think they're going to be cheering for 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 their for their players. So, um, you know, it's always nice. I think uh, it's a special event. It's it's something that's. Uh, you know, comes around four years, um, but it's 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 our gold medal. You know, it's it's a gold medal for for us, and um, you know, to be able to be, participate in that, I think it's uh, you know, it's, this is my second one. So you know, I mean, we probably have two more left. You know, and um, you know, because it's only every four years, so it's 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 those are special moments that you'll never forget. And I know that your families will never forget that as well. LCS and the WBC. Can you compare the intensity of the two? I think it's 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 different. I tell everybody. I think it's just different. I think uh, the passion is different. The fans are different. Um, you, know, you could bring in drums. You could bring in all the guitars, all these instruments to the games, and it's it's basically you're playing and you're playing in a concert. I will say, and it's it's loud the whole game. It's it's from the first inning to the last inning. I mean, it's nonstop noise. I think. Uh, um, you know, that USA Dominican game last last the last time around in Miami was probably one of the loudest and most, uh, you know, craziest games I've ever been a part of, um, you know, especially, you know, obviously the comeback. But just the intensity of the whole game was was, was crazy. Good morning. What's known as Spanish? AJ Fuller has spoken recently about wanting to keep you a Padre the rest of your career. How much of a prior? By the way, props to Marty here. Like, serious. Serious props to Marty for bringing up like the big question everyone has 
about Manny Machado, which is an extension, right? Is a new contract going to be worked out? No one brought this up. If, if, if I remember correctly, just listening to this interview right now, we're seven minutes in, and it took seven minutes for the first question to be asked about what we're all wondering, right? A Manny extension, a new contract, like his desire to remain with the Padres, like his willingness to negotiate in season if they can't get one done during the season, or excuse me, before the season. Why'd it take so long for that question to be asked? So props to Marty for that. Just the intensity of the whole game was was, was crazy. Good morning, English, no Swiss, Spanish. Adrian Felder has spoken recently about wanting to keep you a Padre the rest of your career. How much of a priority is that to maybe work something out during the season? Would you be open to that? Uh, obviously, the priority is not. I think that's on AJ and, and, and Peter and the organization. Um, you know, I think we've... I've expressed myself on, on uh, you know, where we stand. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, I think the main focus for me during the season is, is to go out there and play baseball. And, you know, to me, I think, uh, you know, my focus is on, on trying to bring a championship to, to, this, to this team and to, to the city that's been waiting for for a long time. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's just going out there and playing baseball and, you know, let AJ and, um, you know, Peter and, and my AJ handle, handle those things. All right, so that's pretty much the response I expected from Manny. Pretty much, let my I'll let my agent, AJ, Peter, handle those things. The number one priority during the season is to be winning games, try to win the World Series for the first time in franchise history. That's what I expected from Manny. Not a whole lot there. Um, but he did say that he, he said that he's expressed his side of things um, on what he wants, so... Hopefully that's a good thing. Like he's expressed to the Padres that I want to be here long term. I think he wants to be here long term. Uh, hopefully he's expressed to the Padres that he wants to work something out. Um, so that's pretty much that. The about the extension, the possibility of that uh, from Manny himself, which was like the first time. Well, yeah, the first time this off season that we got to hear from Manny directly about this situation. Um, what was I going to say? Totally forgot what, was, what I was going to say. So let me just resume the video because I forgot my thought. Open to what? The conversation? I mean, of course. I mean, I, lo I love this, um, you know, I love this team. Um, okay, so he says he's open to a conversation with the Padres during the season, I believe, if I got that correctly from Marty. Because um, I think that's what our question was here. Let me rewind. Um, you know, Peter and, and my agent handle handle those things. Open to what the conversation? I mean, of course. I mean, I lo I love this. Um, you know, I love this team. Um, you know, the players, the thing that we've 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 done here in the past. So, um, you know, yeah, definitely for sure. Okay, so in that follow up, Marty didn't ask, didn't clarify about in the season, but he's open to having the conversations about a new contract, about an extension. So that's good. Um, but that's not like breaking news. I wouldn't say that's breaking news. I would just say that's what we should expect him to say. Of course, I'm open to it. Like he's going to say there right there that he's not open to potential extension discussions that could give him over $300 million. You know, uh, of course, he's going to say yes. So not really any big news coming out of 
Manny's comments about that. They didn't stop there with Fernando, with the trades that they made, with Xander now. What does that mean to a player when you see all that happening around you? Uh, I mean, it's huge. You know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Peter's expressed how much he wants to win and what, what he wants to do to this team and to this organization and ultimately to, to the city. I think it's, 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 it's known that we want to win a championship and, uh, you know, he's doing everything possible for that. I mean, every year we, we, we start inching, inching a little closer and every little closer every single year. So, um, you know, it's 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 a process, and you always got to trust this. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I mean, you look at the lineup. I mean, the top four four hitters are are all stars, and um, and you go to the second half of the lineup. You got Cronenworth hitting hitting behind us. So, um, you got Nelly Cruz, Matt Carpenter. I mean, the lineup is just getting deeper and deeper, and um, you know, uh, you know, this team is just getting getting that much better. I think we gotten the experience over the last couple of years as well. So. Uh, you know, ultimately is, is, is about going out there and playing baseball. I think, uh, you know, adding bogey is huge. Adding Nelly, adding Carpenter, who's one, uh, you know, I mean, adding these guys, just veteran leaderships that are going to help us, um, get to where we want to be in a long season. It's, it's, it's always, it's always huge because it's always a learning experience and you always learn from each other. So adding guys like that, is always big. And, uh, you know, every year, um, you know, AJ and the staff has always, uh, you know, try to improve this ball club in whatever way they can. And, um, you know, they're going to continue to do that. All right. So that was Manny. Uh, not a whole lot to take from that. Pretty much what I expected. I'm glad that they, that someone asked about a new contract extension discussions. You're open to that. Yes. Manny is open to that. No, no surprise answers that he gave there. So I don't really have any additional thoughts to add on to that. Um, I do want to get to Tatis's comments. I'll get to the rest of the chat, obviously. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in here, Talking Friars episode 331, your, just your reaction to FanFest, if you were there, or if you just saw stuff on social media. Um, what were your thoughts about that? Um, I do want, so I'm going to get to Tatis's comments here. With Soto, pretty much what he told the media, at least from what I've seen, maybe I didn't see the whole thing. Uh, or the most important comments from what he said, I think I did, was pretty much like two. he's here for two years. That's a long time. And he's focused on winning. Like that's pretty much what I saw from on social media. I think 97.3, the fan posted a video of Soto saying that. Let me try to find it here. Okay, yes. So let me stop sharing the Tatis screen here, and I'll share the Soto video. So here's Soto addressing his future uh, with the Padres. Soto was asked if he sees himself in San Diego long-term and if the Padres plan on discussing a new contract with him before opening day. I mean, I have two more years here. Uh, I think that's a that's a long time. <laughs> if you go day by day, I try to enjoy every moment, every second I'm here, like I did in Nationals, and I'm happy to be here. And now I have two more years, and we will see what is going to happen after that. When you see a franchise like this, 
make the trade for you and Josh, then they don't stop there. They bring in Xander, they bring in Nelson, Matt. What does that mean to you as a player playing for that franchise? I mean, it means a lot. It means that they want to they want to win, and everybody wants to be in a franchise that they want to win. So for me, it just feel it feel great to be here. Like I said, I have two more years here. I'm going to try to enjoy as much as I can. I mean, we already talked in our arbitration, so we get that done. And after that, uh, I don't know if we're going to start talking about it, but I leave that to my agent and, and, the, and the team. They, they take care about it. I'm here just, uh, I saw my contract, my arbitration, I take it and we go move, moving forward for the season and see how the team's gonna react and how we going. All right, so that's Soto. Again, kind of like Manny, not a whole lot to elaborate on there from his comments. Uh, he leaves it up to his agent, Scott Boris, leaves it up to the team. They talk during arbitration. Um, I guess haven't talked yet, but AJ Preller told Buster only on the Baseball Tonight podcast the other day that in the next couple weeks leading into spring training, leading into the regular season is when the Padres organization is going to sit down and talk with Manny and Soto about potential long-term deals. So it's not surprising that they haven't talked. I mean, Preller said when they're going to talk. So We'll obviously be paying attention to that, looking forward to that in a couple weeks, a few weeks down the road here. Um, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot to add on what Soto said because he just said, I, I'll leave it up to my agent. Two years left, that's a long time. We'll see what happens after that. That, that was pretty much what Soto said. All right, getting to Fernando's comments here. Same thing, I'll play Marty Caswell's uh, video of the Tatis interview, and I'll give my thoughts on it as we go here. Did you miss all of this? What, what, what is the feeling that you have right now? <laughs> I miss it a lot. I mean, uh, I miss a year of it. I'm not looking forward to miss anymore, and, you know, it was just great to be out there again in the community. What lessons have you learned over the last year or so? Uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, I feel like everything that happened to me is bringing its purpose to us aiming for the future for me. And um, um, just looking forward, I'm really learned from, from what happened to me the last years. And I'm really looking forward to, to redeem myself and a, and a great comeback. And how's your shoulders and how's your wrist and how are your baseball activities? Uh, it feels really good. Uh, it feels good. Uh, Everything that we have been doing, it feels back to normal. It feels like I'm close to 100% I've been in the last two years with my shoulder problem. And uh, it feels great. I feel like it was the perfect time to, to do it. And uh, I'm really glad that, that we decided to, to get it out of the way. What have you been able to do? And what are you doing right now? Everything. Hitting BP, been catching fly balls, ground balls, um, baseball. So given all that, given everything you went Last year, like, how good does it feel to be for the season? Uh, it feels great. Uh, I have all the confidence um, in, my, in my swing back again. I was telling back to my coaches that last year was more one of a past swing that I had when I was coming back from my wrist.
But now we have tried everything. We have put every swing that I have out there, and it feels really good. And how much did the team's run at LCS last year fire you up for this season? <laughs> it, it has given me a lot of fuel, trust me. And uh, I don't want to put much words um, into it. I more want to put proving myself in the field, just get back to the field with my boys. I definitely miss um, that fire. You know, being in the jungle with them, I, it was definitely a dagger to my heart. And now I'm looking forward to being in that front line. What position are you playing this year? <laughs> uh, I gotta talk to my manager. <laughs> That's the question we all want to know, right? What position is Fernando playing this year? I assume it's going to be right field, but he gave the answer that I expected him to give. Gotta talk to my manager. They don't know yet. AJ Preller told Buster only the other day on the Baseball Tonight podcast that they're going to talk in the next couple weeks uh, with the coaching staff, organization as a whole. And Bob Melvin, the coaching staff, they'll kind of figure out where Tatis will be playing the most of, most of his time when he returns, where he'll get most of his work prob- probably in spring training, uh, which is another thing I'm excited for, for spring training, by the way, is seeing Tatis out there every day playing in games. Everyone, a lot of, all of the star players pretty much, except Tatis, right? The star position players, they're going to be in the WBC playing. So... Tatis will be that big star playing at spring training. So he'll be the focus, obviously. Even with the stars there, he would probably still be the focus because he's coming back from the suspension. He's coming back from injuries, multiple surgeries, right? So we're all interested in the return and seeing what will happen, right? Um, I, I expect him to play right field. And this decision, what position he plays, that will have an effect on multiple people. It'll have an effect on Juan Soto. Because whatever position Tatis plays, Soto will probably play the other corner. I would expect Grisham to still play center. Um, it'll affect that. Uh, he's, Tatis is not going to be playing infield, at least consistently. So that shouldn't affect anything there. Uh, I'm sure he'll have some DH days. But I don't think that they want him DHing a ton. Because then you're having to fill a hole in the outfield with David Dahl or Adam Engel, right, or Matt Carpenter. I don't even know how confident the Padres are in, uh, how confident the Padres are in with, you know, Matt Carpenter playing the outfield, right? Uh, So I think that they want Tatis playing consistently in the outfield because that allows them to have Crony at first, Kim at second, Bogarts at short, Manny at third, and it'll have Matt, allow them to have Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz DHing. Uh, with the platoon there and not force Angle Zokar to have more playing time than the Padres want in the outfield because you're giving Tatis a rest day. I, I want Tatis's bat in the lineup regardless, but their off their lineup can be stronger with Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz's bat in the lineup and Tatis and all the other, you know, big guys than having to put David Dahl or Adam Engel or Jose Zokar out there, right? <laughs> but I'm open. I mean, uh, I feel this is a great team what we have. This is a great roster. Um, what front office has built together, and uh, I feel like everybody's on the same page, and that page is winning. So whatever it takes, we're gonna do it. What was your impression when they signed Sanders? What was your reaction? <laughs> it was just, you know, I f- I feel like they were targeting the offseason to get even better. 
And that was just a message. That was just a message that they were showing out there, and they definitely proved it, and they definitely got the team better. That was all about it. Amanda, one of the toughest things for you this season might be dealing with the reaction of some fans on the road. How, how do you prepare for that? How do you <laughs> consider that in your head? Uh, the good part of being in this game, since you have memories, I feel like I've seen everything. Uh, but what this game can bring you, what the fans can bring you, and I'm definitely looking forward to that challenge. It's going to be fun. It's going to be one of the most emotional years, I feel like, in my career. And uh, I'm looking to embrace it, and I'm looking to what is going to come. You anticipate being a full participant in spring training, and you anticipate being ready to go on April 20th? I do. Both? Yeah, both. What positions have you been working out at? Outfield, infield. I'm just getting ready. See you. Right here, you see he paused there before saying, I think he was going to say specific positions, and then he stopped, and he said, infield, outfield. He doesn't want to give it away. I think it's right field, but he doesn't want to give it away. You know, Nelson Cruz, maybe played with your dad, closer in age, but what can a guy like that, what he's been through, how, how can that benefit you? <laughs> It's just great to have a guy like Nelson just in our clubhouse. You know, what he's going to bring to this team, um, just not by his, his bat, but his wisdom, what he has lived through this game, how he has um, raised himself um, in this game. And I feel it's going to be – it's just great for the team all the way around. And, you know, he's a great player and I'm definitely way better team than a human being. I think Paul said you spent like the past four weeks or so working out in San Diego. How, how important was it for you to really – I feel like it was a great time also to be by myself in San Diego. Give me my, my chance uh, to be in the city. Um, just not, you know, just not during the season, but a moment of silence, me in San Diego kind of embrace it a little bit more, uh, kind of give uh, my chance, kind of feel a little bit more home. And I, I just needed that quiet time over here. And that was, that was most about it. You know, I started getting together with my teammates uh, around last week. Um, but it was more about focus of me having a, just a good time, quality time here in San Diego, just enjoying enjoying what was what was the the rise back, you know, just training back again, and that was about it. Good morning, we're gonna switch over to Spanish. What's like getting in the pool with Joe? <laughs> it's great. It's a diff, uh, it's a great experience. I'm a, definitely a water guy coming from the island. And, uh, you know, just being in the water, it, it keeps me calm and gives me a lot of silence. I feel like we pushing each other out there training, and uh, it's just a great experience. A lot of 23 jerseys walking around the ballpark right now. You see how fans are really welcoming you back. What's happening here? It's just, it does just keep me pushing. You know, they have been there since day one, and, uh, you know, I listened to them when they were talking, and I feel like everything that needs to put out there has been put out there, and I feel like from now on, it's just me being back on the field sharing that same love. Last one in English. Was there any apprehension that the home fans might receive you the first couple times back out and you can mix with them? Apprehension? Can you? Nervousness? Big word. How they would, you know, receive you? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like uh, it's going to be genuine. Whatever comes out there is, is going to show since the first moment. And um, I'm just I'm just going to see what's, what's going to come, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Of course, of course I am. If if I wouldn't, I wouldn't be lying other way. But you know, I feel like it's good emotion. Those butterflies when you go in the first date. I feel like. <laughs> All right. So there's the comments from Fernando. 
again, not a whole lot to elaborate on there. I mean, didn't unveil specific positions he's practicing in, just said infield, outfield. Um, I, I did think that it was interesting. I was talking to some people in line when I was waiting for Tatis's photo or a photo with Tatis, and then it was Soto. Um, I, I was just talking about how I, I thought it was weird that he was nervous about Padres fans' reaction toward him. Maybe he was just seeing all the negative comments about him on social media, and that's what made him nervous. But, I mean, at Peco Park today, before Tatis was even in public, it felt like a lot of people love Tatis, and they were waiting for Tatis. And that line that I was in was really excited to be able to see Tatis again. And when Tatis went into, uh, I forget what building it was, but went into the restaurant or the bar, wherever the photo location was, um, on the second level, there were fans screaming. Um, they loved the guy. So I was like, why are you nervous about Padres fans' reactions? The the road fans, I could see being nervous about that, but I don't, I don't even know why you should be nervous about that. I mean, you should just expect booze to come all season long, booze to come throughout your career. Maybe it... You know, a few years down the road, the boos aren't going to be because of a suspension. The boos are going to be just because you're an amazing player. And so it's like Dodger fans booing Manny. They're just booing him because he isn't on their team. Um, but you're going to get booed either way. So I don't think you should even be nervous about that. And I think after today, going up on the Q&A set and seeing hundreds of fans screaming his name and chanting, uh, you know, welcoming welcoming him back to Peco Park despite the disappointment of last year. He shouldn't be nervous at all about that. That like that's a he should be able to exhale now. Like, whew, okay. The fans, they're embracing me, they're loving me. Um, don't pay attention to the fan, the negative Padres fans toward him on social media, because that's social media. Social media can be different from the real world, right? When you're in front of the fans in the real world, you get praised. They love you. So focus on that. Don't focus about don't focus on the negative comments on social media from people that will never meet you in person, right? Or even people that said those comments on social media. Um, if they had negative comments towards Fernando, even months after the suspension came down, like those people. Are they were they gonna go boo today? Did they go boo Fernando today? I don't think so, you know, because they weren't going to do that when hundreds of people were cheering him. Or even if they did boo, guess what? Those boos got drowned out by a lot of cheers, a lot of love towards Fernando. Which, again, like I said earlier, I think it's great that Fernando is being loved like this by the fan base because he's going to get plenty of hate on the road with other fan bases, right? We know that's going to happen. Dodger fans, they're going to wear him out. In the outfield, they're going to wear him out. But he should expect it and know when I get back to San Diego, they're going to give me a ton of love. So that's what I should look forward to. And all these booing Dodger fans or these fans making jokes about me, uh, just hating on me, I'm going to use that as motivation and shut them up. Or make them boo. Continue booing while you're rounding the bases after a home run. Like, Use that as motivation, right? So that was uh, Fernando today with the media at FanFest. Played Manny earlier with the media um, at FanFest. Bogarts 
at least from checking on social media, it didn't seem like he said a ton of notable things. Uh, said that it's great for the city to have a team with high expectations to look forward to watching play. That's kind of an obvious statement there. Um, so, yeah. I, he During the q and I did want to mention there was a question about who are the Padres going to face in the World Series. Uh, some fan, optimistic fan, obviously, had that question to the players up on that Q&A stage. And Bogarts answered the Red Sox first because he used to play for them. Thought that would be cool. But I think his real answer, he said the Astros because they won it last year. And I agree with him on that. I mean, the Astros, they are the best team in baseball, I would say, right now. Uh, I mean, they just won the World Series. And, yeah, they lost Justin Verlander. But if you go look at that rotation, that rotation is very, very talented still with Framber Valdez. Um, Lance McCullers still in that rotation. You look at the lineup. Uh, I can get back to the rotation here um, in a second. But Jose Urquidy is a good depth option, I think, for the, for the Astros. Uh, let me go through the rotation. Obviously, you look at the lineup. Altuve, Brantley, Jeremy Pena is like, like project seventh for them. And he's coming off of a World Series MVP and a ALCS MVP. Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Abreu, they added. So you could say that their lineup is better because they have Brantley, who they didn't have in the postseason because he got hurt. And they're adding Abreu, which is an upgrade over Trey Mancini, who didn't play that well for them. Kyle Tucker, obviously, they have. Uh, so one through seven for them is really, really solid there. And their rotation. Luis Garcia, Christian Javier, that's the guy I forgot, my bad. Uh, Lance McCullers, Jose Urquidy, the bullpen, Ryan Presley still there, Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, Hector Neris they brought in. Um, or no, Hector Neris, I think he was with Houston still uh, last year against the Phillies. Um, former Padre Phil Maton's there. Like th There's some talent there throughout the roster. that They, they have a lot of depth there. So I agree with Xander there. If the Padres make the World Series, I would say the Astros. I would think the Astros are going to be the American League team, but there's still a lot of talent in the American League. I mean, the Mariners bringing in, they had a really good team last year. I think that those players will get better. And they brought in Colton Wong. They brought in Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, so they've, they've added talent there. Um, you look at, the Yankees, they kept Aaron Judge, which they had to do. They brought in Carlos Rodon. Um, they, they've made additions. They've kept Anthony Rizzo. Um, so they're going to be probably another playoff team. The Blue Jays, they made that trade for Dalton Varsho. They brought in Brandon Belt to platoon a little bit with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, still Bo Bichette, obviously, in that lineup. George Springer. Uh, Kiermaier to improve the defense and center. They moved Springer over to right. And the pitching staff that they have is still solid. They brought in Chris Bassett in free agency. So there's a lot. There's still talented teams there uh, in the American League. I'm counting out the Angels, but I'm also saying at the same time, like they're an interesting watch. They have Otani and Trout. Can Rendon stay healthy? They brought in Drury. They like they made some additions to be maybe an intriguing fringe playoff team this year. Uh, just trying to throw out some other teams. The Guardians, the Twins, bringing back Correa after the Giants and Mets didn't bring him back. Uh, didn't bring him in. Uh, they acquired Pablo Lopez to improve their rotation. So 
I think they're the favorite right now to win the AL Central, even over the Guardians, just slightly. The White Sox, they have a lot of talent. They have a new manager, don't have Tony LaRusso anymore, so we'll see what they can do. Can they live up to the talent that they have? Their big free agent deal was Andrew Benintendi. I thought that they had one of the worst off-seasons in baseball. Their big starting pitching addition is a horrible human being, and Mike Clevenger, that's what we've learned in these past couple weeks. Uh, and Liam Hendricks, unfortunately, this is something like they couldn't control, the Clevenger thing, the Hendricks cancer diagnosis, couldn't control that. But they haven't improved themselves a lot, I don't think. And they didn't make the playoffs last year. So we'll see what happens with them. But there's my point is there, there's talent in that division, or excuse me, in the American League. Uh, so it'll still be difficult for the Astros, but I'd give them the edge. The National League is much more talented, I think. Like, playoff teams, you'd take, if it was playoff teams against playoff teams, NL versus AL, at least projected playoff teams, you're taking the NL over the AL. Um, they have the better group of teams. The Mets, with all they've done, Padres, the Dodgers are still the Dodgers. I think they've gotten worse, but they're still a really good team. Um, so you do have to give them respect. Uh, the Phillies, they've improved, I think. Bringing in Trey Turner, the Dodgers lost him. And for some reason, Bob Nightingale was making a big deal today on social media about the Dodgers. Like, they know how to run a fan fest right and because uh, they're retiring Fernando Valenzuela's number, I think. It took him a really long time, by the way, uh, to do that. And they signed Miguel Rojas to a one-year extension. Like, it's not like they signed a huge guy to an extension. Miguel Rojas, who cares? Uh, so, yeah. They're going to have an interesting season, the Dodgers, but Padres, Phillies, Mets, Dodgers, Braves, always got to count them as a team, right? Cardinals, like the National League has a better group of playoff teams than the AL, I think. So if the Padres get through the NL, you got to like their chances to be able to win the World Series, even if they are facing the Astros. Uh, I know I went on a long tangent there, uh, replying to Bogarts's answer at the Q&A today. Uh, he said the Astros on uh, who the Padres will face in the World Series in 2023. Uh, by the way, Don, he, he made a couple claims today as well at the Q&A, talking about how this is the Padres' year. Uh, Padres are going... I think he said at the end, Padres 2023 World Series champions. He mentioned, uh, or maybe it was mud, about a parade at the end of the year down uh, outside Petco. So it's not like it's an outrageous claim. I just don't want to make that claim. I think it the, the season is a disappointment if they don't win the World Series, or at least they don't get to the World Series. But then if they get to the World Series and they don't win, then you're going to be disappointed because they were right there, right? They were right there. It's not a guarantee that they'll get to that point again in the next season or in the next three seasons, next two seasons, right? Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's a it's a it's a a very high pressure year for those players for the franchise. Win or it's a disappointing year with the talent that they have on the roster. Win or it's a disappointing year. Probably a failure. Um, maybe some fans don't want to use the failure word, like that's too harsh. The season hasn't played out, but what are our expectations on this team?
to get to the World Series probably, right? Like that's so if you're in the World Series, you think you're good enough to win the World Series, so go win the World Series. All right, let's get back to comments here from the chat. I have gone a little bit uh, without getting back to you guys. Again, if you want to join the show, give your thoughts here to me. Uh, I left the link in the comments. I just left it again there for people that are just tuning in. Left it in the comments. Just copy and paste that link and you can join the show. Someone did join, but then they dropped off before I brought them on, so I apologize for that. Um, Irie says, what a mess. Got there at 8 a.m. I was about three hours too late to even get a picture, but my kid got to run the bases. Yeah. If you were at the, see, I guess you have to take the bright side of that. If you were the, if you were a Dodgers fan, you would have had to pay for your kid to run the bases. You didn't have to do that today. But yeah, I understand that it was a pain for some people. And it was hours standing in line. But again, when there's 150,000 tickets claimed, you have to think that that's going to happen. You have to think that, okay, 150,000 people might be here today. I'm going to be standing in long lines. Mike says season ticket holders only benefited by getting in the first line for the first signings. After that, they were in three-hour lines like everyone else. Yeah, that's true. And the season, but the season ticket holders as well. Like that's great that they got in. Some did get in the line first, uh, but again, like season ticket holders, we didn't know where players were going to be at ten o'clock when the when they started. So. Did we have a huge advantage? I mean, the line, yeah, but we didn't know what player was going to be at that line until word spread around. We were just guessing. Um, but, yeah, even if, what was my point? Yeah, so the season ticket holders, they got there probably 7 a.m., some people. So the autographs, the pictures didn't start till 10, so they were waiting in three hours. As They were waiting in a three-hour line like everyone else as well. So everyone waited in long lines today like that's just the way it was going to be and like i said earlier i'd probably recommend the padres to split this up to a multi-day thing but that also involves paying employees more money um involves players committing another day to this which i don't think should be that big of a deal you're making millions of dollars but you got to have a commitment from a lot of people to do another day of this right so we'll see Charlie said, did anyone find it weird that Manny didn't say five all-stars? What do you think Crone is chopped liver? Um, I think he's just referring to the four big guys, him, Xander, Tatis, and Soto. Uh, Crony, he was not in the Q&A panel um, because they wanted the big four to do the Q&A as the position player group. Um, the big four doesn't include Crony. I... Jake Cronenworth and Joe Musgrove, those are my two favorite players on the team. I'm someone that doesn't like having my favorite player be the star player, at least a Padre. Like, I was a big Bryce Harper fan growing up, still am. Maybe a little less because he hit the home run against us, but, I mean, he, he was just the hottest hitter on the planet at that time. Um, but with Padres, like, the best player on the team hasn't really been my favorite player uh, growing up. 
Um, and with this team, Crony's not the best player on the team. He wasn't the best player last year. Uh, Musgrove's not the best player. He's one of the stars. He's one of the leaders on the team. Crony's one of the leaders on the team. But they're not the best players. Um, I don't think Manny meant anything by that. He knows Jake is a great player, to answer your question, Charlie. He's just referring to the big four that everyone's paying attention to, that everyone is talking about, right? They're talking about the big four, Xander, Manny, Soto, and Tatis. They're not including Crony. Padres fans will, but like the media as a whole, the national media, if they put together a graphic of the Padres, it's those four players. It's not Crony. Uh, Xander made some comments to the media. Are you guys interested in that? Um, someone here in the chat wants me to play Xander's comments. So I can do that. Let me pull that up real quick. Um, hold on one second here. Okay. So I have Xander's comments. I pull that up here. All right, here's Xander at FanFest again from the great Marty, or no, this is not Marty Caswell. She's great. I'm not saying she's not great. This is from Annie Hallbrun, this video. So here's Xander. It's really good for the city, you know, the city, the fan base, uh, the players also. Uh, something to look forward to every day when you come to the ballpark, knowing that, that that's, all those seats will be pretty much packed and uh, with high expectations of winning. Uh, and I think that just brings out the best in every player, you know, on a daily basis. I liked the city a lot when I came in uh, 2016. That's my first All-Star game. It reminded me a lot like Aruba. It's far. I would say that. It's far from Aruba, but it's a lot of resemblance of here compared to Aruba. So it's some place that I definitely like. And then I came back in 19, and it was it was the same. So it was definitely some place that I like. Why does it resemble Aruba? I mean, you see the beach, you know. It's, the weather now is a little colder than Aruba. I was not expecting this, but... I mean, it's it's supposedly gonna heat up pretty soon, and I'm I'm looking forward to that also. Yeah, it's uh, gonna heat up. You know, Definitely, Boston, Xander. It can, it can get a little, it can get a little cold, but yeah, Aruba is pretty much similar to this. Me and him, we just got in a little fight there about my uh, uh, an apartment. So, yeah, we wanted the same house, so it's like, oh man. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've heard some stuff about that. Uh, obviously, it's a player that that I enjoy watching uh, on a daily basis, and anytime he played against us, I mean, he he just did damage. So. Uh, Fun to be on this side with him now. Who got the house? Wong. Oh. <laughs> Wong got the house. I'm not too happy about it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm, as long as you both got some place to stay. It's, it's And we found out today about it, literally. Like, we both like the same house. Like, so random. Yeah, I just talked to him a while ago. Uh, he seems he seems in, in, in really good spirits. Uh, he looks great also. So uh, I know he's expected big things for himself. And obviously, a lot of people are for him. But... I think people tend to forget how good he is uh, or how good he has been in the past. So, I mean, it's good to be able to watch firsthand what he's, what he's going to do this year. A lot of people thought it was going to be a tour base with Red Sox, too. <laughs> so, do so, so you think there'll be a conversation about that at all, about, about moving, like you moved from third base to short and about how, how you deal with that? I think there will be. Uh, but as I said, I will. I would have a good time to address that with him, and it's something that I will talk to him about. Uh, but as I said, now everything happens so quick, and just fan fast and meeting everyone, and everything is just, you know, and 
so so little time to do all of that. But heading out of spring training, I'll definitely be able to uh, talk to him a little bit more. Open. Wait, so he's going to talk to Tatis about him not playing shortstop and why that is? Is that is that what you're getting there too? Uh, that's what I'm getting from this. Why why does he need to do that? Uh, Xander is a shortstop. Xander doesn't play the outfield. Tatis has played the outfield before. It's just a better fit for Tatis to be in the outfield with Xander at shortstop. Like all of Fernando's comments, it seems like he's he, he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. So I don't really think he needs to have that conversation with Fernando. Um, I mean, they'll definitely have conversations, obviously, but you know, with chemistry and just being teammates, but. I don't think he needs to explain himself for playing shortstop. Like, he's a shortstop. The Padres signed him as one of the best shortstops in baseball. You know? I guess that's my reaction to that. Maybe, here, I'll add to this. Maybe, I mean, probably Tatis will come back and play shortstop at some point down the road, and Bogarts will go play third base or go play first base or second base, whatever fits the team. But as of now, the best fit for the team is to have Bogarts at short with Tatis in the outfield. What is the most important aspect of the World Series championship? I was lucky enough to win two and, and sometimes it's just a perfect place at the, at the right time, you know, and, and, Obviously, I've won it a couple ways. In 18, I won it with a team that was something like this, you know, like one through nine, pitching-wise, just absolute studs. And in 13, we won it a lot on, like, chemistry and obviously jumping on David Ortiz back for a little bit. And <laughs> so I, I think this with this room, is, is, is the same like in 18. You know, you have a team that is stacked from top to bottom, uh, lineup, pitching, bullpen, I mean, I just feel like the chemistry has to be there, you know, because obviously we have a lot of great players and sometimes they can bring a little a little conflict. But uh, so far, the vibe that I've been gotten in here in the clubhouse is, is, is like everyone seems to really like and enjoy being around each other. So I'm looking forward to it. And then, as I said, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Padres fan and I can feel it uh, just being around the ballpark and with all the excitement from all the fans just walking around yesterday throughout the city. So. Our team is pretty loaded, and it's it's, it's going to be a hell of a year. What's your plan for joining the WBC? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to go back to Taiwan, on I think, on the third. Team Netherlands is playing in Arizona, actually. They're working out there. Hansi Merlins is the manager, and he's with the Rockies, so they got to use that ballpark later on in the afternoon when the Rockies are finished. So I'll probably be working out with the Padres pretty much every day. Uh, and then I just head, head out to the WBC on, I think, the 3rd of March. Is that hard for you to want to be away? To yeah, it is. It is. But, I mean, the other thing also. So he's got, Xander's got like a month uh, with the Padres before he heads out. Just like pretty much everyone is going to the WBC also. I mean, my second baseman, who's probably going to be my second baseman, he's going to play with Korea. So, I mean, it's, yeah, so it's a weird situation, but. I'm looking forward to it, and you know you want to reach as far as possible in the WBC. But I mean, if anything happens, you know you're just coming back, and I'm gonna be with the team, and 
being able to just blend in with the guys. But I'm going to be going out there today, so I'm going to try to get there earlier and just being able to work out with, with everyone and hopefully get enough reps because, I mean, in the end, I, we've been playing baseball for a long time and we've been in the league for a long time, so we kind of know what to do. Is just trying to work with each other is going to be the thing. Yeah, so Musgrove, I believe I was listening to him on 97.3 The Fan the other day, and he was saying how he's heading out to spring training today or tomorrow, this weekend, and he likes getting out there early, so Bogarts is heading out there as well. So it seems like there's going to be a good group of guys heading out to spring training early uh, to get some work in, and work in uh, probably get to know each other better. Um, I mean, they could work out here in San Diego, but... I think some of the trainers and the medical staff and stuff like that, they're in Peoria already, like the clubhouse staff and all that. So they want to get with those guys, the trainers specifically, to like get a plan on, okay, when can I have treatment? When can I get individual time with you? Uh, can we lock that down before everyone gets here and I don't get the time I want? That was That's what... Musgrove was talking about at least the other day. So maybe Bogarts is like that as well. And if you're going to play in Mexico next season, what can you say to the Mexican fans? Viva Chicharito. Viva Chicharito. <laughs> uh, I'm a big soccer fan. I like soccer. Uh, I know I've, I've been watching the World Cup this past year. So I know a lot of, a lot about soccer. And that's obviously, that's one of the best sports that they have. And I know they lost against Curacao also in the city of the Caribe. Yesterday, I think they lost 2-1. So... I know that Curacao has been actually surprising a lot of teams in that tournament. This has been their first year in that tournament. They got an invite. So that's another thing to be exciting about for the WBC because some of those pitchers will be able to use. So He's talking about the Caribbean series, by the way. Caribbean Sometimes series. Sometimes it's like a first day of school, you know, that type of that type of feeling. Like walking into a room, you don't really know what to expect. Uh, but the moment these guys just welcome you with open arms, it just makes – kind of takes the weight off his shoulder and it makes everything much more easier. You know, I mean, I've been with an organization for my whole career. Uh, coming here, I, I only have one teammate, which is which is so random. Like, normally you have guys that you played with before, but only Drew Pomerantz was the only guy that I think I've ever played with on the Red Sox, so as a teammate. And, uh, yeah, now i got to make different teammates. So obviously, we have superstars. We have really good players in this team right now. So something I'm really looking forward to and looking forward to having a big year. Yeah, one more you work on your craft all the time. Is there anything this offseason you spend more time on uh, trying to improve with this upcoming season? Yeah, I'm trying to get my age down. That's not going well. It's not going well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I just enjoy running. I try to keep my body in the best shape possible. And hopefully I play for a long time. I know I have an 11-year deal. So it sounds like a, a lot of years. It, it actually is. So that's how I start keeping my body in shape for now so I don't have to do much work later on. All right, so that is Xander Bogarts' comments there. Let's get back to the chat. Uh, Charlie says, Soto was the one recruiting Xander to join the Padres at Pedro's charity event in the offseason, Pedro Martinez. Don't you feel it would be a sign that he wants to, to stay long-term? Maybe, yeah, but the Padres are going to have to pay him. I mean, Scott Boris is his agent. He did turn down $440 million, I think it was, from the Washington Nationals. So the Padres are going to have to pay him. He's not taking a discount. That doesn't seem like it, at least. Um, and I think, you know, like Soto said earlier today, two years is a long time to be with the Padres. So 
This is two chances to win the World Series. And so Soto's like, hey, I'm going to be here a while. Come join me. And he's looking at it only for the right now, the next two years. And he's like, well, Xander can help us win the next two years. So, yeah, I'm going to recruit him. That's probably what he's looking at right now. Like, a lot of things can happen in the next two years uh, with Soto, with the Padres. Um, and so I, I wouldn't, I guess my answer to that, I would not take too much into that. I wouldn't put too much weight on Soto recruiting Xander. Soto's on the team for the next two years, next two pennant races, next two playoff appearances. So he he just knows that Xander can help the team win now with while he's with the Padres. So that's why he was recruiting him. That's what I would say. Yeah, Gil says, Eggie Rosario out for at least the first two months. Two things. One, we're now missing our backup infielder. Batten, Dixon, don't cut it. Two, can't trade Kim now because there's no backup plan unless Merrill. Well, yeah, Merrill's not the backup plan. That's, that's yeah, he's not ready. Um, he's doing great in the minor leagues, but where is he going to start this year? Is it going to be high single A? I think that's where he was with Lake Elsinore last year. Or is he going to start in double A with, I think it's San Antonio. Um, we'll see what happens there. But no, he's not a backup plan. He's not making the majors right out of the gate here. Uh, and Dixon, I think right now Dixon's probably that bench infielder there because if Matt Carpenter's not at first base, he's a bench infielder, right, at first. Uh, I think he can play a little bit of second, but Crony can play second as well. There's some other guys that can play second base. Um but yeah, I understand your point, Gil. Yeah, Eggy Rosario being out, that that sucks, right? You'd, you'd love to have that depth option because Dixon could get hurt in spring training, and now you're relying on Matthew Batten, who didn't get a lot of time last year at the big leagues when he was up. Eggy Rosario, by the way, he did not get a lot of playing time when he was up either. So I don't know what his impact would be on the roster if he was healthy, but obviously you would, you, you'd rather have Eggy Rosario healthy and be a compete for that bench spot, that bench infield spot, than for him not to be healthy. So, yeah, it's going to be, that's a blow, but it's not like, it's not as bad as losing a starting player, obviously, right? Because Dixon and Batten, I think they're okay. They can fill in if, you know, in emergency uh, in a bench role. Uh, Irie says, Bogarts looks overwhelmed. I took a, I got a picture of him with his look on his face, like, damn, there's a lot of people here, LOL. Well, yeah, I think the, a lot of the players were overwhelmed by the amount of player, uh, the amount of people, the amount of human beings that were there. That's the largest fan fest that they've probably ever been to. Um, 150,000 tickets claimed. Like, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of tickets. I know not all of those tickets were used, but there was probably still 100,000 people there today. That's a lot of people. So, yeah, that can be overwhelming. These players, you got to realize, these players, they're used to playing in front of, you know, 40, 50,000, 50,000 probably at the most uh, of people at games, but they're far away from those people. They're not straight up, you know, close to those people um, like they kind of were today. They're, they're not, they don't have 100,000 people in the same spot that they are, you know, with them being the stars, right? So, yeah, they're not used to that. I can see how that is a little overwhelming for them. Uh, 
Oh yeah, sorry about this, guys. Yeah, someone's commenting. Why didn't I go live earlier? You had everyone waiting. Yeah, I, I, I scheduled for that live stream to do it during the Q and A, but then I literally couldn't move or anything, and there was some someone lifted their kid on their shoulders in front of me, so I ended up not doing it and just got video of it. Um, so yeah, I apologize. I I deleted that that live stream schedule. I know it showed up on YouTube. I don't know why. But I deleted that, and so I, it was it was supposed to go away that I wasn't going to be going live during the Q and A. So I apologize that it didn't. Um, but yeah, I set that up because I thought I was going to have a little bit better of a view, and um, that didn't really happen. So I I videoed a bunch of it. All the the best moments. There's a YouTube video out here on the Talking Fires YouTube page to go look at um, to see some video. And a lot of the questions, again, a lot of the questions were really boring. I mean, stuff that we don't care about. Um, so I put the best stuff in there. At least the best stuff that I was filming. Irie, you didn't recognize Trent Grisham when he walked by you? He'd be really recognizable to me. Wearing a Padres uni, uh, or not whole uniform, but the Padres jersey, and then with the beard. Man. Yeah, Ivan says it wasn't organized today with the lines, everyone cutting. Yeah, there were people cutting. I, if you're just tuning in, uh, I've been on for almost two hours now, so it's been a while. I'm sure there's a little bit of a new audience here. Um, yeah, earlier I talked about in the line that I was in for, it was initially the Soto or the Tatis photo. I ended up getting a Soto photo. Um, there were people, I guess, cutting. That's why my line, the line I was in was not moving. Like it was 10 a.m. Tatis was there and it was like 15 minutes of us not moving. It's Why are we not moving? Well, we went as we got closer to the front of the line, I guess people we heard that people were cutting and people were offering like 50 bucks to people bribing them to cut them in line and take like get in front of them in line so they didn't have to wait in the line and i guess some people said yeah okay i'll, I'll take 50 bucks I, I don't totally blame them either um but I, that's what was happening yeah people were cutting people were bribing people with money so that they could get a photo so they didn't have to wait in the line or maybe they knew like if i don't pay for this uh if i have to go to the back of the line i'm not getting a photo with this player so yeah that's that's what was happening in some spots probably in the ballpark at least in the spot i was in i knew that was happening Just going through the chat here, just scrolling through any comments that I want to pull up or address.
Yeah, Charlie, thank you. Yeah, fo getting a getting the picture with Soto was cool. I said, stay a Padre for life. I see a World Series coming, and he kind of laughed. So we'll see. Lizzie says, good signing a bogey seems smart, speaks multiple languages, and funny. Great for the leader of the pods. Yeah, he's one of the leaders. I mean, Manny's the captain. He's the real, like, the big leader. But yeah, I love the Bogart signing. The back, the back end of the contract, is it going to look pretty? Probably not. But you signed him because you're trying to go all in right now. And Bogarts is a player that you want on your team in the middle of that lineup, probably hitting fourth around there. You want that guy on your team when you're trying to go all in and win, right? So yeah, I love it. He's a leader. He's smart. Speaks multiple languages. Um, he got better defensively at shortstop last year too, which I think is important. Um, it's not like he continued sucking at shortstop. So that's cool. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him play in a Padres uni. Seeing him back on, uh, seeing him back, you know, with Don is cool too. Them hugging on the stage, that was cool. All right, I think that's all the comments I see, all the comments I see here that I wanted to bring up. Hopefully, again, I'm I'm sorry for those that did not have the best experience at FanFest today. They couldn't make every single person happy when there were 150,000 tickets claimed, probably more than that for season ticket holders as well. People going had to realize, like, okay, this is probably not going to be the smooth, the smoothest thing. There's going to be long lines a lot. We we have to just deal with that. Um, and hopefully you got lucky, like I did, getting Soto. Um, I was supposed to get Tatis. That's that's the line I was in, but the line moved so slow. People were cutting, and he left, and Soto was the next guy that came. And some people, they ended up with, like, Carlos Hernandez or one of the prospects, Ethan Salas or Tim Hill, um, someone that they didn't want. But there were some people uh, that maybe weren't able to claim a ticket to FanFest or they got there late or they were just waiting in lines and never got a picture with anyone. I don't know if people, like, didn't get a picture at all. I don't know that. But there were some people that probably didn't. Um, some people that had to leave early, like I, I, I today I, I just tried to look at things from the positive viewpoint. Like, yes, there are definitely some things that they should improve for next year's fan fest. Uh, I hope that it's multiple days that would probably help. Uh, just some different organizational things that they could do better. Um, but I, I think a, a lot of people left there happy, so that that's a good thing. That that's. Those are some positive takeaways um, that I would take from today. So that'll do it. Episode 331, Talking Friars Fan Fest Reaction. Got some audio from Bogarts, Tatis, and Manny. Again, thank you, everyone, for, for – thank you, everyone. Let's see if I can finish this episode off by talking, right? Thank you, everyone, who uh, stopped me, said hello, took a picture. Feel free to post them on social media if you want to. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend. 
And again, hopefully you had a good day. Um, and it, it's the start of baseball. You know, baseball's baseball's right around the corner. And I'm going to continue having content every day. So right here, stay right here. Talking Friars YouTube channel, Talking Friars on social media and the podcast platforms. Everyone, thank you so much for the time. See ya.